every photographer has the ability to immortalize perspectives and then because the picture stays forever right mm -hmm. and then if you actually describe what you feel towards that picture or how uh, you came about that picture and you write that down you know and associate that with the picture mm -hmm. that's what people are going to read a poetic you know prose to it mm -hmm. then 20 years down the line if, if someone if that picture's come picture comes across someone else's desk yeah they're going to be seeing porridge in maine but they're going to see it from the words that you wrote and they're your perspective you know Welcome back to Two First Podcast, where we document the rise of stardom, Winnipeg's talent, and personalities. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, guest to a thousand subscribers. Got a nice guest for you today. I think you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be a funny one. Let's bring on our guest. <laughs> He's a photographer and a bum by choice. Please <laughs> welcome Basil. BBC <laughs> <laughs> in the house. <laughs> welcome, welcome, man. Appreciate you having here, especially yeah. on our early Saturday morning. Yeah, thanks for having me over. This is a definite treat. I was not, I was expecting something different, but this is definitely homey. Like this is this is good. I like it. Yeah, you met Matt, right? Our, yeah. our photographer slash videographer producer. Mm -hmm. He does everything behind the scenes. I met the magic Matt. Yeah. <laughs> the magic, magic Matt. Matt. That's his connect. And yeah. <laughs> thank, thanks for coming. First of all, yeah. really oh, thanks for having me over. This is awesome. First time doing a podcast, so kind of nervous, oh. you know. Nah, man, we're just talking. <laughs> Don't worry. Let's get into the conversation. You said you're a photographer. Yeah. How did it start? Oh, God. Okay. So, uh, photography has been a passion of mine for a long, long time. But, uh, so, I moved here and I moved to Canada when I was 18. Mm -hmm. So, for the past eight, 19, actually. For the past 19 years, I was, like, in Pakistan. Um, and um, so, the barriers to entry to get into photography back home were uh, were a bit more. Because, you know... Like, you had an iPhone, you had a BlackBerry, but the camera sucked, so you had yeah. to invest in, like, a good, sure. wholesome camera, and that was that was expensive, and, you know, you have other priorities and whatnot. So, I just fiddled around with my with my dad's Nikon that he bought, like, in 2003 on a trip to, like, Thailand, and um, just loved playing with the colors, loved playing with the, with the, with the, with the reflections and light, mm -hmm. and um, drew a lot of pictures, like, sketches and whatnot, but as I said, the barriers were, like, too, 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 too much to get into, so... Moved here, barriers kind of disappeared, and with technology, got an iPhone. Yeah. So started shooting like city, uh, cityscapes, and you know stuff like that. So um, I'd say I got into photography when I was like maybe ten, eleven. Okay. Oh, wow. But didn't really know how much I can learn and get better till I moved here in two thousand and fourteen. Sure. And. Um, yeah, and and since then it's been it's been a ride. It's um, started like iPhone photography, like I said. Uh, traveled a lot, so that helped as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally bought my first camera about a year and a half ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, learned Photoshop, learned Lightroom, and here we are. Yeah. So when you when you started, you didn't you just you just enjoyed taking pictures, correct? Yeah. I had no idea. I, yeah. I, so it was just raw, you know, like just mm -hmm. taking pictures and like no idea how to edit them. Didn't know any anything about composition, sure. angles color grading etc which yeah. plays a huge role yeah. if you look at the originals and you look at the edits 30 percent is the picture 70 percent <laughs> is the edits yeah. yeah um yeah so i had no idea and then um yeah just learned what was that learning curve like like just starting off right you're in yeah. pakistan man they expect you to be an engineer doctor yeah you want to be a photographer <laughs> right what was that like for you dude it was um actually you know what contrary to pop popular belief my folks were like pretty chill with it yeah um 
they still think I'm not going to pursue this full time. Yeah. So, but but I am. Yeah, <laughs> of course, that's the so goal. Th- yeah, there is this, there is that um, that dilemma there. Um, it's hard. It was it was kind of hard trying to you know convince my dad to you know, because uh, you know like I, as I said like I, I quit my job mm-hmm. going f- like a couple of months ago just to pursue this full time some somewhat. So that was kind of hard as well to kind of convince him or like let him know because pretty close with my family. You know how brown folks are. Yeah. Um, but as far as the learning curve goes. It was not. It was. It was. It was an experience. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was the process. Yeah. Um. Like I didn't go to school for this. Like you know. Like like you already know. Mm-hmm. So it was just a lot of YouTube, a lot of, a lot of Instagram, mm-hmm. and a lot of practice. Yeah, like the, f- the the first camera I got, and the, I put like maybe, close to like fifteen thousand clicks on it in the first like two months. Wow. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. And it was like pan- peak pandemic, so had nothing else to do. Crack open a beer and go on a walk in downtown. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live main downtown, mm-hmm. and just take pictures and like spend like countless countless hours like editing and okay. and and learning how to edit and whatnot what are what is like your favorite type of photo to take you like portraits landscapes buildings because i know we checked your instagram out there's a bunch of landscape you like it yeah yeah, yeah. It look nice. <laughs> <laughs> it <look> nice. <laughs> yeah thanks man um okay so it's like a it's like a gradient or like a not a gradient like a, it's like a it's like a spectrum sure. so um started with city photos like city city landscapes and whatnot mm-hmm. A street photography like this, eh? Yeah. And Winnipeg is like the perfect city for it because you have like your downtown area. It's like very Chicago influenced architecture, you know, mm-hmm. architecture, and uh, and uh, you have your Saint Boniface, which is like super French, you know, okay. mid-century French houses, and like the University of, uh, the USB University Saint Boniface is like super uh, uh, well constructed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you got like your uh, south part of Winnipeg, you know, like the suburbs, yeah, yeah, you know, basic. You know, like yeah, yeah, like like that. Uh, it reminds me of streets from from uh, from Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's mundane, boring. But there's some beauty in that too. Sure. Yeah. So started with street, and still love it. But got into festival and event. Yeah. Like those I said are, those before, are insane. Oh, dude. Like I said before, like I love playing with colors. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when you got like twenty different laser lights shooting at you, and like yeah. people glittered up, and like you know, <laughs> there's like angels dancing <laughs> there and like yeah. you know people hooping and whatnot so that caught my attention a few a year ago and um yeah and th- and so it moved from st- a lot of street to that and then um somewhere in the middle i get i, I take time out for like landscape and astro as well I've, i haven't posted anything on my on my instagram for astro because i'm still learning sure. but um yeah so if you want to put it on a spectrum street event uh, street event landscape astro Where's your preferred, like, what would you rather be doing? Would you rather be doing street uh, and then buildings and stuff like that? Or would you want to be just all in a festival, like, maybe even get hired for a run around? I don't know if you have, but... Uh. I, I have, but... Uh, okay, so a bit of a backstory on this. For street photography, mm-hmm. I use that as, like, um, uh, as a therapeutic experience. Okay. Because yeah. there is some sort of... Uh, elegance and just running or, or like walking around like 30 blocks of downtown or 30 blocks of any city mm-hmm. just taking pictures by yourself with your headphones and you're listening to I don't know like uh, Two for Rise yeah <laughs> you're like, listening to Two for Rise yeah. <laughs> like yeah you know like Joe Rogan I'm, I'm kidding I guess to, ex- to extreme sometimes um, I like to listen to music and just you know conceptualizing what what a shot would look like and just spending like you know a couple of minutes standing in one location looking like an idiot taking <laughs> pictures which I have, sure. and um, yeah. Sorry, what was the question again? It was just like, 
like, what would you prefer? Would you rather do street or yeah. would you rather do yeah, yeah. So street is very therapeutic. It's like um, I I wouldn't do that to I, I wouldn't be able to monetize on that. Yeah, but because you know money matters at the end of the day. Money matters. But I also like I, so to answer your question, events would be the thing that I would yeah. like to pursue. But street would be like a little close to my heart, just because you know I can. Survive. I can yeah, it's a vibe. It's like yeah. you know, it's just me. Yeah, you know, when you do something so mundane or not mundane, but like something so um, something you're good at. Yeah. So you just lose. You don't have to think a lot. Yeah. You know, just in the moment. Nothing you're in a flow state. Flow state. Yeah, yeah. flow state. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else matters. You're just you know vibing. So yeah. that's that's for me. Street photography is like that. Like you could do it for hours and hours oh. and just like yeah, wouldn't even matter to you. That's sick. No, and and uh, I've done it like in 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 like Winnipeg has harsh winters like we already oh, yeah. know. So I've taken some shots when it's like minus twenty outside. I'm just chilling on waterfront, trying yeah. to waiting for a train to pass by, for like yeah. thirty minutes, just just you know shivering and like just waiting for that. And it, you know what? I liked it. Yeah. Like, why not? It's a different story, man. Like we d- we've done a podcast outside in like what what is it minus ten fifteen degrees? Yeah, I think we I think we could. and then we had like a fire going, but like, yeah, <laughs> you just your equipment didn't freeze up. No, yeah, yeah, we were we were okay. I think yeah, it's just yeah. the hotness in the room, man. Like, <laughs> it was it wasn't too it wasn't too cold, so we were okay. Yeah, but yeah, we we have done them outside. Yeah, and it's a vibe. Yeah, you know something about like the winter, like dryness, and there's like not a lot of people out in winter as well. Like there's not a lot of people walking in the background. True, true, true. So it's you sort of feel like in your own environment. And we did it during COVID too. Yeah. Oh wow. So no white no noise. One. You just you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just us. Did you did you do a lot of photography during COVID or oh did yeah you get most started? of it was mm-hmm. during COVID so I bought got into it made, made my like uh, started this as a somewhat of somewhat as a business mm-hmm. um, in 2019 after festival yeah yeah, yeah. Festi. and um, we had our first wave in May of that year in 2019 mm-hmm. so my first event photography was actually Festi oh okay. where I took so pictures and then I submitted that and they're like you know this is pretty awesome so why don't you come on board as a volunteer or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, after that, you know, lockdown number one. So I'm just outside, just, you know, taking pictures. Just. So like, like I said, I used to live downtown Yeah. and right, right on Portage. So sure. that street is busy. Yeah. And then COVID happened. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nada. Yeah. Silent. Silence. And that was kind of, kind of awesome. Yeah. Relax. I'm like literally sitting, standing in, in the middle of Portage and Maine taking pictures, a panoramic view. <laughs> like th- this is awesome. I can yeah. do this all day. That's a vibe. Did you ever use that as an opportunity? You're like, this is where I make it. Like, you know, news people are always looking for empty streets, like, oh, the big line COVID, Winnipeg shut down. Yeah. Did you ever grasp on that opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, funny you mentioned that. Uh, there's this, uh, the old apartment I used to live in in downtown, there was a reporter for CBC that used to, used to be my neighbor mm-hmm. and he saw me do that. I'm like, yo, he's like, man, this is like, this is, this is, uh, this is good. Like yeah. I, I want to, I, 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 I'm probably going to be at the same spot that you're at tomorrow doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, um, and Winnipeg's good that way because it's big enough for you to have various, um, um, various experiences downtown. It's like a, it's like a big city vibe, but it's actually a village, you know? Like, it's, it's small, yeah. but yeah, big yeah. enough for you to have a big city experience. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you get to, like, meet a lot of people, right? Like, people say in Winnipeg, it, oh, your neighbor's your neighbor. Like, there's you can find connections somewhere. It's, everyone's one degree separation apart. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I love about it. It's it's actually pretty cool when you think about it, because yeah. then you can get from one city to the, or one group of people to another group of people within 
one one person or yeah exactly people yeah it could be it has a, it has a, it has its benefits but it sure. can be a pain in the sometimes <laughs> it's like, I agree. and i just want to i just want to vibe by myself don't want to don't want to meet someone at a club or whatever or, or a bar but you mm-hmm. end up you know like oh yeah my mother was best friends <laughs> with his mother i'm like oh, i don't need to know that man your sister's was, auntie's yeah. cousin <laughs> yeah. was working at subway yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a one big brown family you know it's like it's like, <laughs> no matter, it's like dude, bro no. it's like every action is watched dude, yeah. and you're like man there's someone behind my back right now like <laughs> seriously can i can i do this right now you know it's always i hate that man <laughs> it's a big one reality show yeah, which it is in fact yeah, yeah it is <laughs> you you mentioned like you're trying to get more of a business right so we, we've had some photographers on the show as well and they've talked about like photography has its like sides right if you there's like the beginner photographer who just got a camera or has an iphone and thinks they're the photographer of the thing and then you have the opposite end of the spectrum of people who spend two thousand dollars on a camera, on a yeah, camera yeah. and you know manual put it in manual make Sports sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure everything is good so where would you say you lie on that spectrum i'm i'm somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. but here's the thing I, I actually don't agree with that sure because a person with a with an iPhone mm-hmm. can monetize on their skills the same way as a person with a, a Sony A6400 sure. or a Sony Alpha series camera, which is which are expensive. You know, a body would cost you anywhere from twelve hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, um, it's just how you apply your skills. Because I know people who have done product photography mm-hmm. with an iPhone, yeah, and they make like a thousand bucks for product photography uh, all around Canada. Sure. I was in, I was in uh, Tofino the, uh, like a few, few months ago. And, uh, this guy has like more than close to about hundred K followers on Instagram. And all he does is, uh, event photography with a camera, with a small camera, but mm-hmm. mostly product photography for different cafes and sure. local businesses. Yeah. Uses an iPhone 13 pro. Okay. And his videos are f- mint. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how yeah. you want to, you, how do, how do you want to materialize your idea? And like I said, the barriers to entry are so minimal now. Yeah, facts. An iPhone 13 camera is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Yeah, and all you need to do is just know how to materialize your, your um, uh, know what the client wants and mm-hmm. then materialize that in a way that, you know, you can be shot on. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're getting hired by like a, like a production dis- production set at a movie or something, yeah. don't show up with an <laughs> iPhone 13 Pro. They'll be like, get the heck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, you need like, need you need, you need, yeah, you need, you need like, expensive gigs rigs for that mm. but um yeah does that answer the question yeah, yeah. of course hey yo we interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor skillshare skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design business tech and more anyone can join the millions of the members in the community to learn cutting edge skills network with peers and discover new opportunities if you'd like to support our show and are interested in skillshare click the first affiliate link in our description to get your 14-day free trial on us it's quick, easy, and you can cancel it anytime. Now back to the episode. I mean, like, what was the initial stepping stones for you? Like, I know you said you took a whole bunch of pictures in COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you wanted to make this a business. You wanted to make this full-time. Where did that start? So, it, like, like I said, like, it started as a passion. Yeah. Right? Because I, like, you know, street photography, very therapeutic. Right. A lot happening in my life, and I just wanted to kind of escape the reality for a sec and just do this because, you know, mm-hmm. don't have to think a lot because I'm that good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we made it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a few of my friends and a few my brothers helped a lot too. When they said, "You know, this is actually pretty good. You can sell this, or you can like, you know, take city street photography prints and you can like sell the prints," which I did, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. Um, it, the breaking point 
was or the, not the breaking point. Sorry, wrong choice of words. The uh, I it transcended to me making money when um, last year um, uh, my big break was at Full Bloom. This is a little um, uh, music scene in Winnipeg mm-hmm. or a holistic healing slash music scene in Winnipeg. The uh, founder of which gave me uh, the op- the opportunity to shoot at his festival. Okay. Had never shot a festival. Yeah. I just sh- he. I think he knew that. Not sure, <laughs> but it was three days of pure bliss, yeah. and I was kind of nervous because I, as I'd never done this before in such such a magnitude. And uh, I gave him three albums, and his reaction was like, "Damn, bro, <laughs> like this is better than stuff that I've actually paid for." Wow. And that kind of clicked. I'm like, oh, "Okay, so people are actually willing to pay for event photography too, where the money is at." Mm. So that's how I started reaching out to different like venues in the city or uh, even like different artists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That hey, you do do you mind if I take some pictures? Yeah. I'll take some pictures as a voluntary opportunity, just so that you know what I'm capable of. Yeah, yeah. And then going forward, you know, we can talk about compensation. And over the over the past year and a half, it has worked. This year, I got um, hired for like three different festivals. Mm-hmm. Worked like magic, yeah. awesome, and um, yeah. So that's how I that that was that was a breaking point. My big break was last year at Full Boom, mm-hmm. and I realized that I can actually start making money off of it. Is it a lot of just like reaching out to people and yeah. figuring out who really needs photography and then offering your services, or are they coming to you? Correct. So it's a bit of both. So it's word of mouth because mm-hmm. again, it's a you know big little village kind of thing. You know, people know each other, and yeah. uh, there's only uh, there's only a select. Not a lot of people are throwing such events in the city. Mm-hmm. It's only a select few. Sure. So your name goes around if you're, you know, if this, if someone sees you at this other person's event taking pictures, working, yeah, and they see the pictures that they post and they're like, oh, this is good. So uh, it's a bit about it's a lot of marketing from my end as well, but mostly for me, it the universe has been kind of nice to me so far, because mm-hmm. you know, word of mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, the only time that I've actually reached out was um, in like. A couple of months ago when I was traveling and I needed some money. So in Vancouver and in Calgary, I reached out to different events that was happening. Mm-hmm. And said, okay, sure, we'll try it out. Yeah. And it worked. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of marketing on my end, but also word of mouth. Okay. What's that networking like? Like, you're just hitting up random people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, so I, for the past, like, five years before I started doing this, um, I was actually in a sales role. Right, so for at an insurance company and before that at a bank, RBC, yeah, uh, for wealth management and then personal commercial. So I'm pretty confident in picking up the phone yeah. and be like, "Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, that actually is a skill that I kind of migrated onto this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I was somewhat quasi good in at my other corporate jobs, but when you talk, when you're trying to sell something that you Ha- that you create yeah. the passion on in the, in your voice yeah. kind of you know uh, it, it, the person on the other end of the of the line can can feel that yeah and uh, yeah and that happened and and uh, the work was good too so but it would also hurt too when they say no or when mm. there's like a down guy because you put so much effort into your yeah. own thing versus dude rejection is a part of life yeah like the amount of times I heard I, I've I've heard people say no on a daily basis mm-hmm. at my insurance job <laughs> oh God like. <laughs> get the heck out of here! I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know who you are. Don't call me. Like it, it, rejection is a part of life. It, it teaches you, mm-hmm. and uh, it has taught me a lot. Being rejected 
so many times mm-hmm. so many times so you know what what doesn't kill you makes you gangster gangster <laughs> i love that i like that <laughs> i love that that's awesome yeah. what was that for like um your sales job right yeah. like i worked at like 20 not 20 different like two three different call centers 24/7 in touch like oh yeah. telemarketer i was making like 6000 calls a day man yeah. what was that like for you uh very taxing yeah. so yeah. i've had labor job i've had like i i i I've been a server when I'm on my on my legs on my on my feet for like 8 hours 10 hours a day mm-hmm. exhausted you know have like two jobs working at a retail store working as a server going to school full time and then I have a corporate job when I'm sitting behind a desk making just calls yeah and I'd say the latter mm-hmm. was more taxing than the former yeah. <laughs> just because just like I'm good on my feet but not to brag but I'm I'm kind of good on my feet but when you have to make as as you said like 6000 calls or for me it was a cert- it was we weren't really engaged on the amount of calls but the amount of the, the amount of business we brought in mm-hmm. but it was it was it was super taxing and it was um uh it was it was uh, it, like it was an experience like no other yeah but like i said like it has taught me so much in life mm-hmm. like if i like it has taught me that if i can walk if i walk in a room i'm i'll be comfortable talking to you know random strangers <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding now you guys are all me Sure. But um yeah so that it was it was uh, it was a very it was a very it was a very good learning curve for me. Yeah. And uh, honestly I would go back to it. Yeah. I would go back to it because you can not never not learn enough from these kind of sales jobs and I and I recommend everyone to go get a sales job. Yeah. Go door knocking or something. Not in the winter but <laughs> do that stuff. We've said it before too. Everyone should work retail at least yes. or a, a little bit just so you know what what it's like. Yeah, it teaches you so many skills. Mhm. Um, face to face, you know how to learn how to how to how to um, um, figure out what the emotional, uh, you know, you use uh, apply your emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and your you know business acumen or whatever. Yeah, you know, in a, in, a, in a setting. And and when you were working these like cor- corporate jobs or working, were you fulfilled? Were you like, or oh, this is just like I'm getting the money, but I really want to do photography instead? Or was that always in the back of your mind? So, uh, you know, good question. Because I feel like the sh- the struggles that I had, um, or the 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 taxing environment, or the ta- the, the 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 landscape of these jobs, mm-hmm. it drains you so much that you need you need a it's like a yin and yang kind of situation. You need a, you need to counterbalance something these these situations. Sure. So if I hadn't had these stressful jobs, mm-hmm. I would not have been I would not have gravitated towards the level of photography that I did. Okay. Because I'm at my work, you know, nine, eight to ten hours a day, mm-hmm. and I come back home and I'm exhausted. I need, I need to, I need to activate the left side of my brain, you yeah. know, to counteract the, 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 the toxins released by the right side of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like the the like the dynamics of of my of my corporate jobs actually catapulted me to focus more on photography or something that I actually like or love, okay. you know. And not just like if you go through my if you go through my post and whatnot, it's more like a yeah, it is a photography page, mm-hmm. but the captions that I write, like it's like a diary for me. Sure, you know, it's like a it's like a notebook, yeah. like journaling. Journaling, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. It's like journaling for me. So, um, yeah, so it kind of it, it kind of helps me that way. Okay, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of creatives use it, use their creative outlets as a creative outlet. Either th- it's like. But either a mental block, right? Like I journal just to get my thoughts out, or I go on and run because it just mm-hmm. clears my mind. 
that's what you put into photography, right? Exactly. So it's like this is photographer photographer from France. I don't remember his name. He said that every photographer has the ability to immortalize perspectives, and then because the picture stays forever, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you actually describe what you feel towards that picture or how uh, you came about that picture and you write that down, you know, and associate that with the picture. Mm -hmm. That's what people are going to read. Uh, you know, it's like you're yeah. looking at a perspective, you're looking at a, at a, at a view of, you know, let's say Portage and Maine. It's like cars running around. But if you put like a poetic, you know, prose to it, mm -hmm. then 20 years down the line, if, if someone, if that picture's come, picture comes across someone else's desk, yeah. They're going to be seeing Portage in Maine, but they're going to see it from the words that you wrote, and they're your perspective, you know? And uh, I'm like, man, this is, this is some good. So and I started doing that, and, um, yeah, I spend more time trying to come up with sometimes, most of the times, actually, trying to come up with with some journal entries that could, you know, that, that made me feel a certain way while taking those pictures mm -hmm. than actually editing the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like a full-time job. <laughs> We interrupt this episode to bring you another sponsor. If you've ever considered building a website, you've probably definitely heard of Squarespace. Squarespace is an online website web designer that allows you to create your website from scratch using a wide range of templates. If you want to build an e-commerce site, a small business, Squarespace got it all. Click the affiliate link in our description to start building your website today. You'll be helping out the show and also creating a killer website to flex on your peers. Now back to the episode. Do you, do you look at objects in like a different way now? Yeah. Because of your photography's photography side, or because you just see it, like if we're looking at this plant, for example, to me it's a plant. Yeah. But like, are you looking at it in a different way and be like, this could mean something, or like spiritual, or something like that? Sure, why not? I mean, it's I can see it like levitating right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna fix your mic there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's a plan, but like, from from my perspective, like, if I were to shoot it though, uh -huh. right, I wouldn't like just shoot it from my eye view. Sure. Like, it'd be like different angles that I'd, I'd approach it. But um, if I were to like, you know, have like, um, like like I, I'd position it such that it look it looks like a plant, but like, kind of comes across as like you know a garden or something, sure. like something more than a plant. Okay. Yeah. And you know, like angles can do that, man, and lighting yeah. too. That's <laughs> what we're talking about: angles and lighting. This question is going to be so corny. Oh, let's do I, it, man! But I, but I have to ask it. What's it like looking through the lens of a photographer? Damn, that's corny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! I told you. Um, like, what's it like? It's yeah. um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome because this answer is going to sound super, extremely super, uh, 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 extremely pretentious. Mm -hmm. You have the ability as a photographer. To make someone look very different than they actually are. Yeah, facts. So, with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. Quoting Spider Man. And um, I have had the pleasure of you know shooting a few events over the past couple of years, and I have realized that. Uh, it's always like the, the the times that I've taken pictures of someone and show them, shown it to them, mm -hmm. and the smile or the gleam yeah. or like you did like like what like is this me? Mm -hmm. And and like, again, I'm not saying that I'm I'm doing this like it's just me. It's just literally every photographer, everyone with a camera, yep. and 
it's just like my niche or like what I aspire to do is mostly like candid stuff. So if I'm at an event, I'll, I'll, I'll aim to take as many candid photos and kind of, you know, uh, immortalize this word's getting a bit redundant in this conversation now, but immortalize um, the pers- the, that person or that, that group in their, like how they are in their natural phenomena, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then show it to them like, damn, this is, this is awesome. This is, this is pretty good. Okay. So from the eye of, from the people of a camera, um, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. And uh, like, like I said, like, you know, just playing around with all the lighting and all the colors and, and whatnot. Now you can, you can shoot, you can shoot, if you have one mirror, one, one subject, one model, mm-hmm. and you have great lighting, you can do wonders with that, man. Facts. You all you need is one person, a mirror, or like one object, yeah. you know, just like a prop or something, and 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 one subject. You can like go days on end to shoot different angles and like, you know, tell a different tell a different story. Mm-hmm. Same person, different story, kind of thing. Yeah, this goes back to <laughs> similar to what he was asking. But what's it like when you get the shot? You know, the shot that you know this is the one. This is gonna like you've been taking shots of let's say. Ant- a subject for you know you've taken four or five shots and then you see one and you're like this is the one that's gonna yeah. do wonders what's that feeling like it's like it's like ecstasy bro yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're learning okay. how you, you it's like it's like flying for the it's like flying for the first time it's like mm-hmm. i know that i've done that i've jumped off a plane but i've never flown but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like that feeling it's like it's like it's it's a pretty good feeling like i'm at a loss of words mm-hmm. and i've caught myself like smiling i'm like this is good. Yeah, yeah. This is, and every photographer out there is, is going to say this exact same thing. Yeah. And so, for me, it's like you 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 uh, take a picture and you know it's, this is the money shot. Mm-hmm. What excites me more is not just the fact that it's a money shot and it's, it's actually pretty good, but I'm going to have so much fun editing this. Yeah. Like wow, uh-huh. it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, that feeling is literally second to none. I've. Sometimes I actually look forward to that feeling. It's like it's like a drug. Yeah, dopamine yeah. effect. I mean, on the receiving end, we we've we've seen photos or like yeah. or we we look at the footage of this after and we're like, yo, yeah, this is gonna be nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that feeling. It's like yeah. right. So it's it's on both like your end and also the client's end as well. Yeah. Uh, have you ever received any like responses from your clients that are like, no, that really just yeah, took all, you through the all the time. Roof? Yeah. Um. And that's fair. I mean, it's their prerogative to say no because you know they're the, they're the pay one paying the bills. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But um, again, like I, like I said, the universe has been super kind to me so far. Sure. Um, all the people that have shot, all the events that I've shot so far, <coughs> the clients are um, the person on the on the opposite end of the lens is super, um, um, like super nice or like. They're not like, oh, this this sucks, or like this this is bad. You know, you suck. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a communication that needs. It's a bridge of communication that needs to be established. Sure. And uh, I've I've gotten rejections. Yeah, this this doesn't work. But then you just take another shot. Yeah. It's literally a click away. You know. Everything happens for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the, throughout this whole conversation, I've been picking up one word, and it's universe. Universe. Yeah. Oh. Energy. <laughs> Energy. Good man. <laughs> Do you believe in manifestation? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If uh, I've, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a newly um, realized phenomena for me. 
because yeah. uh, before it was, I guess it was my naivete or like some sort of a mixture of ego, ineptitude, and naive naive naivete. Yeah. And um, just the past uh, two years, I guess, I'm like, it's I don't I don't I don't um uh some of the stuff that has happened in my life, I don't deserve it, but it's just the way that I've you know believed it believed in myself or like believed in the the people around me or manifested it sure. it, it happens so i feel kind of lucky in that respect and yeah man like people don't 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 pe- people don't appreciate the power of manifestation that much yeah. mm-hmm. and why do you yeah. think that why do you think that oh man okay so because a lot of people aren't spiritual enough or people say that they're spiritual but they don't really understand what that means or mm-hmm. they they try to overuse that word to the extent when we're you know it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I feel like that's it, and also like the the all the shit that's been happening around us. Sure. You know, the world is heating up. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Donald Trump as president. You know, we got <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, he's still. Yeah. What's you know, up? Take a, me out yeah. to dinner. If you know where that's Oh man. Mm. But um. <laughs> yeah, it's like an untapped power, man. Like, man, if you manifest something and you you believe it, and you but you got to grind too, bro. Right? Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the you got the power of manifestation. You know, you got the power of prayer. I pray. You know, I'm, I'm a religious person mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Um, you know, and then you know, you if your if your if, if your body and your mind and soul are strong enough, and you manifest with true true passion, it it evolved. The universe will deliver. <laughs> it will deliver and has, and I'm super blessed for that. Yeah. Um, a quick example of, of, of how that, how, how this worked out for me. So, um, I, like, like I quit my job mm-hmm. that I had in June yeah. and, uh, without any further future prospects. And I had the plan initially, the plan was to go back home to deal with some family stuff. Um, however, that got pushed back and kept getting pushed back, um, till like, uh, the end of December, Hopefully that's when I go back and then come back in February. But so it's been, I'm reaching the six month mark without, you know, working. Yeah. But I'm just having the best time of my life. (laughs) Like I literally quit my, I, I, you know, quit my job and, um, um, packed my bags and went traveling to, you know, uh, around Canada. Yeah. Got the opportunity to hitchhike from like Calgary to Tofino. Who does wow. that anymore? Like wow. I did, like that was like, like I said, like I, I wanted to do it and it happened. Yeah, was not expecting, but it it, it did, mm-hmm. and uh, shot like ha, ha, was had the had the privilege of hitting up a lot of music festivals out in Calgary and and um, uh, and, and BC. Went to Shambhala, took some pictures of Shambhala, slid in the DMs. I'm like, hey man, this yeah. is what I took. Yeah. I liked it so much. Like, hey, are you available next year? I'm like, wow. Yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fish hook. I'm like, yeah, call me in anytime. <laughs> um, so like, it was literally. I'm like, I, I woke up. I woke. I woke up on a day. I'm like, I'm gonna do this today, mm-hmm. and it it that happened. So like, I don't know if this that would be the power of manifestation, but I really really wanted to live this lifestyle at least once before you know, mm-hmm. settle down or like. Um, stop being a BBC. <laughs> bum by choice. Bum by choice. Bum by choice. For those of you wondering. <laughs> yeah, for those wondering, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are like, nowadays, they're so strict, like, in terms of, 
you got to have a job. You got to provide. You got to live this focused lifestyle. Mm. What would you say to them? Like, you know, like they don't, they have this routine. No, 9 a.m. drink coffee. 10 a.m. I'm doing this. Yeah. What are you saying to them? Okay, so routine is good. Yeah. Because it, it instills discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around. Yeah, I guess they go hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, discipline is key to any sort of life that you want to live, a successful life. Because mm. if, you're, if you're not disciplined, then I don't know what's going on for you. Yeah. But you need discipline in, in a certain regard. Or you're an idiot savant, you know, that can live off without discipline. You know, but, you know how, many are, how many idiot savants do you know? Yeah. yeah. I love <laughs> <laughs> so discipline is key and routine is key. And, you know, having a sort of a, sort of a, sort of a schedule is, is very important. But if you're stuck in a mundane uh, situation, you know, uh, could be a nine to five corporate job, could be a photographer. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some photographers that are in photography that don't like photography, just they just they're just in it because you know they had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Could be literally anything. I'd say change that man. Like uh, honestly, like it, it's gonna be super hard. But yeah, just people sometimes say it, it could be a process change. But honestly, I think it's just going cold turkey. Just waking up and be like, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna do that today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to figure out what I like and just pursue that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, just. just so yeah, if you're stuck in the mundane, don't be just stuck. Don't. <laughs> yeah, just don't. <laughs> it's 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 easier said than done, but yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. So like when I said that, you know, just step out of it or like you know, just go to a cold turkey. I'm talking about the mindset, not the actual yeah, um, physical or not the actual practical applications of it. So if you're stuck in a nine to five and you want to do something else. Mm-hmm. Don't quit your nine to five without finding something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure out what something else is yeah. before you, you know, give your call to the manager like, "Hey, I'm not coming in." <laughs> Figure out like your passion or whatever yeah, you think yeah. is gonna, whatever you were happy doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you can do um, without, you know, uh, killing yourself over it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Stretch yourself, but like, don't don't tax yourself to the extent where nothing is. Nothing makes nothing nothing makes you happy anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And I felt like sometimes I felt that way in the corporate jobs. Sure. Yeah. Especially you know, sales jobs are super hard in that regard. So. Okay. Any <laughs> advice to the listeners out there that uh, want to start photography or just want to live a lifestyle where they don't have to stick to that schedule and they can do what they're passionate about? Mm. Any advice you can give to them? Okay, I've got to think about this one for a sec. Take your time. Play the Inception sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'd say, um, so if you want to start a photography, I'd say start first trying to figure out um, what kind of photography actually interests you mm-hmm. um, and explore those options as thoroughly as possible. Um, most, most people do start with like street and then, and then there's like, a, there's like a shift that happens. You start with street because it's the most accessible to you. You, know, you walk out of your house. Street, right there, right <laughs> you there. take a picture, right? If there's a rainbow, so or like a sky somewhere around around a building, you know, you find that, mm-hmm. find that, find that angle good, and you take a picture. But then you get into like you know, and and it, and then you get into like either like wedding or like you know, couple or like family photography, mm-hmm. coupled with like you know some events, or like you go straight into wildlife or like nature or like landscapes. So for people trying to start photography, I'd say play around with all of these uh, different. Uh, uh, you know, uh, categories mm-hmm. as much as possible. And that requires, you know, you to be outside, you know, yeah. walking around, traveling, 
um, going to gigs, you know, go, sorry, going to going to events, going to go to buy a buy a ticket of a random concert happening at the Burt or like at wherever yeah. the the park, and go there and like just you know see if just that, that if if that dynamic, you know, you like it or you vibe with it, um, and if not. No worries. Just go back on the street, <laughs> you know, or like if you if you're going on a camping trip with the boys or you know with your homies, take a camera and just shoot around the the landscapes over there uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Try try photog- try p- uh, taking pictures of your of your mom and dad if, if you want to do a couple photography, mm-hmm. and see what kind of you know because like I said, there's a bridge of communication that needs to be established between you know if there's a subject a a person that you need to be taking pictures of, mm-hmm. and if you're not comfortable talking to people, yeah. it's not for you, right? Yeah. Try something else. So before you actually become a bum by choice, uh, figure out what kind of photography you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And then once you figure that out, and it's again, it's not going to be, in a, you're not going to realize that in a day. Maybe you can, but probably not. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, and then stick to it. And then, you know, save up money, buy a camera, buy a, invest in a good lens. Lenses can make a huge freaking difference. Okay. A camera body, I'm, Always a Sony guy, so Sony has magic in it. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, but invest in a good lens, um, and uh, yeah, and then jump off, jump off the plane. Let's go. Not really, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, metaphorically. but <laughs> so yeah, so that would be my advice. And because um, it's not a, it's not, it's not a cheap hobby if you oh, want to yeah. start with, or a cheap passion. It's expensive, mm-hmm. you know. But it pays well it if you want to, if you, if you, well. if you, and Winnipeg is the perfect place for it. Mm-hmm. You got so many small little things popping up. The event scene in Winnipeg is rising. 204 is rising. Uh. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, I think this is the perfect way to end off the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching, tuning into our podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, I will tag Basil, everything. Go check out his page. And we're live every Tuesday morning at... 11.30 a.m. on the UMFM radio station 101.5 FM. Until next time. Peace. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>